Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So the plan here was for spooky, but keep it fun. Yeah, okay. Like a uh, hocus pocus kind of thing. Or haunted mansion. I think we did it. I think we're on the right track. It's that time of year. Welcome to our Halloween show. And I've got questions. Favorite candy? Go. Now favorite Halloween candy? Are those two different answers? How do you feel about candy corn? We'll ask that one again later. Are you dressing up? Why do we even do this? Let's find out. And here we go. Couple people here to help us out. One of them you've heard before. I'm Bruce Forbes, a professor emeritus of religious studies at Morningside University in Sioux City, Iowa. You might remember him from the Christmas in July episode. One of the holiday books I've written is called America's Favorite Holidays Candid Histories, and there's a chapter in there about Halloween. We also have another author. Leslie Bannatine, Halloween author, several books on Halloween, the most recent Halloween Nation, Behind the Scenes of America's Fright Night. And Leslie, we'll start with you because you've become a go-to expert for Halloween. How did that happen? What was it about this for you? Um, I loved it as a kid. There was a particular magic about running around in the dark unsupervised in, you know, ears and a tail. There was something about that, that, that always kind of stuck a knife into me. Did you catch that? That was very good. It was when I was an adult, I was looking for ideas for Halloween parties and discovered that there was no history yet of American Halloween. It was kind of just folklore stuff, but we're going to start there because it is a start. So over to Bruce. So Halloween is the compressed version of all Hallows Evening. All Hallows is really another name for All Saints Day, which Catholics have celebrated for centuries on November 1st. So it's October 31st, the night before. But now the question is, where do we get the celebration to put the name to? That goes back, way back, to the Celtic. Which means Irish, Scottish, and that geographical region. They, long before Christianity was even on the earth, had a tradition of a big celebration at the end of October and the beginning of November, the end of the light half of the year, the beginning of the dark half, and they would have three days or more of parties and feasting and the rest. But the key thing for us for Halloween is they believe that in that special period of time, the veil between earthly reality and the spirit world was especially thin. And if you feel like you've heard this on, I don't know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah, here is an instance where Hollywood did not lead us astray. They would dance around huge bonfires wearing costumes or at least robes and masks, perhaps to scare away evil spirits or hide from them, we're not sure. All of that kind of gives you the atmosphere of what becomes Halloween for us. Eventually, the Christians do show up and they kind of just push everything back to back. It's a little bit like New Orleans having Mardi Gras before Lent. It's true that this time of year, this around November 1st, 
was the edge of winter, which really gives Halloween its juju. And that's kept with this time of year all through the ages. Halloween did come here, Halloween folklore and food mostly, with Irish and Scottish immigrants that came to the United States in the 18th and 19th century. But it became a big party when late Victorians got their hands on it. Perhaps you've noticed we've hit fast forward now. At first it was fun. It was like a country holiday for city people. And it also matched up with this whole spiritualism thing that was going on. The important thing about all of that is all of these activities are by adults. Kids are not involved yet. How did that switch happen? Let us tell you. Things kind of got out of hand. When young men especially start to do things like tipping over outhouses. Your porch steps taken off, your livestock wandering in the field. Basically, it wasn't so much trick-or-treat, it was extortion, and that's why they took it away from the older set and gave it to the kids. They became the primary celebrants, and trick-or-treating became the primary thing that happened on Halloween, not pranking and not necessarily romantic fortune-telling parties, but trick-or-treating by about 19... 40s, definitely into the 50s, trick-or-treating was Halloween. You dress the little kid up as a bumblebee, and it's better than some teenager painting your house black. And this does last for a little bit, 20, 30 years. But then I think sooner or later, the adults say, wait a minute, we kind of like that party too. We'd like to get back in. And if you wanted to trace it, I think you could say that it starts with a film in 1978. Any guesses? Yeah. I'd play the theme, but I can't. It's Halloween. Laurie Strode, Michael Myers, you know, guy with the mask and the knife, walks really slow but still catches up with you. You know, before that, Halloween movies had been kind of eerie, maybe spooky, but not full of horror. Even our horror movies, our classic horror movies, Hollywood didn't figure it out. They released Frankenstein, I think, at Thanksgiving. Dracula, Valentine's Day. So they were late to that party. But once Carpenter's Halloween came out, the whole holiday got a lot more adult and visually dangerous. Trivia time. They weren't going to call it that at first. Halloween. It was the babysitter murders or something like that. So movie's not the only reason, but it contributed to this and kind of put everybody on the fast track. And now we speed it up to today and everybody, kids and adults, can do something. The adult sales, they outpace the ones for kids a lot of the times. There's the pet costumes. There's all the candy. I usually go with Star Trek. You know, it's easy. Before we head out, you want to know about pumpkins? Jack-o'-lanterns? The story is again from celtic peoples they would have lanterns where they would have a turnip or a beet they'd hollow it out and put a little candle in it and that would be a lantern as they walked at night but what's i think especially interesting for the united states is we had something over here that they didn't have in the british isles we had tons of pumpkins so country kids would find them carve a face put a candle in it and then float it in front of a farmer's window or pop out from behind a wall and so it was like a, a boo we had to have at least one boo in the show right the story of the name couple versions for that stingy jack traps the devil somewhere and bargains to let him out to say when i die i don't want to go to hell and the devil says okay but Stingy Jack is not a very good guy, so he also can't go to heaven. So when he dies, he's consigned to wander, not being able to go either place. So he goes to the devil and says, please help me. And the devil gives him an ember to put in his lantern. And so here is Stingy Jack, the Jack-o'-lantern. There's also something totally opposite about swamp gas that used to freak a lot of people out. They were like, okay, something's going on out there. I don't really want to know what it is. <laughs> 
Also, I lied. One more quick thing. Candy corn. Where do we fall on the debate? I like it. <laughs> I do like candy corn. I've also eaten too much of it and have sworn off it for a couple of years, but I always come back. Yeah, you're never going to win me over on that one. I've got this theory that they've never actually made new candy corn. It's the same original batch, just passed around every single year. It sits in the bowls on the counter and people just walk by saying, no, you're not going to get me to eat that thing. Uh, this was fun. Here's our outro music. Kind of Tim Burton-y. I don't know. Go eat some candy, corned or not. Send me questions. I've got questions at odyssey.com. If you dress up, have fun, have a great time. We will talk next week, next Thursday. And don't forget to lock the door. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.